Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Dance, art, performance, and disability politics converge in this entertaining and enlightening portrait of Bill Shannon, an internationally renowned artist, breakdancer, and skate punk who wields his crutches as a tool of expression and instruments for audience provocation. The film journeys through a decade of intimate access and a lifetime of archival footage that includes Shannon's stage work at Cirque du Soleil, the Sydney Opera House, the Tate Modern, and Chicago Mocha. The film again is called Crutch, and we're joined today by the director producers of that film, and that would be Sashi Cunningham and Vaya Bobo. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you yeah. so much for being here. Where where did uh, Bill Shannon come across your radar? When did that happen? Yeah, he came across my radar when I was in the first grade at Fulton Elementary School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I actually just drove past it this morning. Um, and Bill was a third grader. He was two years older than me, but um, he was wearing that uh, brace that you see photos of him with as a young kid. He drew a lot of attention. He, he, he was that guy with, who's the, what is up with that kid with the brace and what is that brace for and what's he all about? Was kind of the question that uh, I think a lot of us had at that age. And then I was able to get to know him better in high school, also in Pittsburgh. And then we kept in touch and he uh, got in touch with me right when he started choreographing Cirque du Soleil. And I was living in LA at the time, um, looking for a film project to work on and uh, a documentary project specifically to work on. And he, you know, just kind of called and said, I'm, I'm going to Montreal to choreograph Cirque du Soleil. And I was like, hmm. Okay, can I follow you? <laughs> can I can I come and interview you? And um, so the documentary opens with that first interview I did with him, which was in Brooklyn, where he's talking about how he's not considered a dance a dancer, right? That that interview Correct. that we see at the very mm -hmm. beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a really affable, engaging, intelligent man. So I, I imagine, and I mean, he just seems like a great subject for a documentary, and I'm I'm sure that's what struck you. Well, bringing into the conversation via Bobo, the co-director, co-producer, as well as the writer of the film, uh, when did you come into the project? Well, it was uh, right about that time. Sachi had shot that initial interview and, um, and and gone to see him at Cirque du Soleil. And then we bumped into each other in Los Angeles um, at a bar actually near me in Venice. And uh, uh, Sachi and I knew each other from university. We both went to Brown together. And Saji had started uh, a multi and biracial students organization. And so that's how I met Saji. She was the head of that. So we had a history and we came, we, we met and she's like, I'm working on this amazing project. And I said, oh, I just finished writing this documentary about the first blind man to climb Mount Everest. And she was like, oh, you have to see what I'm working on. And um, she had this, you know, beautiful footage of Bill dancing. And I was like, wow, this is clearly amazing. Let's cut it down let's you know turn it into like a four minute promo type thing and we did that and we put it on YouTube at the time which was not as well known and about a month later 
YouTube sold to Google and the founders of YouTube, when they put their video on the front page to announce their sale to the world, they chose Crutch to follow their video right afterwards. And so we went viral very early in the days of YouTube. Wow. And I think that's when we were like, wow, we have something that's worth pursuing. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Bill Shannon. Let's talk about his particular condition. And if I butcher this, please help me. Uh, Bill, his, he has a condition that affects his, the ball joint of his hip. And what, it, what is the impact that it has had on him physically so, so our audience can understand a little bit about what makes him such a special artist and a special person as well? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the um, challenge for us as storytellers is that it's had a different impact on him throughout his life. Um, so at, when he was a kid, he was am fully ambulatory, but then developed pain when he's moving because of this um, hip joint that doesn't have blood circulating properly around the joint. And so it um, gets misshapen and that then is no longer a circular joint in a socket. It's a misshapen one that causes pain. And so that's why they try to, they, they originally wanted to operate on him as a young boy, but his parents didn't want him to do that because as you learn in the documentary, um, their backgrounds, they knew that that wasn't, that wasn't a choice they wanted to a route they wanted to go. And so instead they wore that brace that prevents you from moving too much. Um, eventually, as you become a teenager, the, the bone hardens. And so whatever damage is done is done. And so that's when he learned how to break dance and skateboard. He was off of his brace and crutches. Um, but then eventually he had developed the misshapen hips in both sides bilaterally. And so he had to go back on crutches to help aid his walking and, um, you know, decrease the pain. Yeah. Well, as we see in the film, he has some terrific parents, loving parents who are genuinely concerned and help and want to help him get through this. And she, uh, his mother w was involved in anesthesiology right. and knew that over in order to correct this particular uh, condition, it would have required many surgeries for that to be um, somewhat, if, if at all, effective and understood mm -hmm. the risks involved in him doing that. So mm -hmm. and he has bilateral hip deformity. Right. So whatever surgery, elective surgery he does, it double the risk. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the thing that comes across in the film is he's not only this wonderful person, very honest, very open, but also he's a terrific athlete. It, it feels mm -hmm. like he, he, was, he's, he's, he was, he is an athlete, uh, period, end mm -hmm. of story. But that, uh, and his desire to move past this, his will to, to, uh, to become something that he's being told he shouldn't do is all the more reason it seems for him to be moving forward to do it, including the skateboarding, which was remarkable. Those the footage you have of him doing that. Am I, is that correct? Am I basically that? Yeah. That a yeah. Good yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about him and, you know, kind of his psychology, his, his vision of himself in the future. Uh, I think, as I just said, if you tell him to not do something, he's, he seems more determined to do it. And especially with his condition, <laughs> Let's talk about that. So those years of him kind of figuring out what he could do physically and then his moving into the world of dance. And, mm -hmm. and, and I'll, Sasha, you want to take that? Sure. Well, I mean, I think what was so unique about his story is just the time 
an era in which he came of age, um, just happened to coincide with when breakdancing and skateboarding culturally were coming of age in America. And so he was able, when he was off of the crutches, he was able to really master a lot of skate moves and breakdancing moves so that when he went back on crutches as a young adult, he could use those skills, interpreted them with those rocker bottom, rocker bottom crutches and so created you know, sort of a, a sport of his own and a, a form of certainly a form of expression of, of his own, but that was very, yeah, physical and based on a lot of skill, athletic skill on his part and just technical skill on his part. And so he was able to develop this language with the use of his crutches that he, you'll, you see in the documentary, um, calls the Shannon technique because he had to, just like any, he, he moved into dance writ large, not just break dancing, you know, but as any form of modern dance, any serious study of dance involves um, the codification of those moves. And since nobody had done those moves before, created those moves before, he had to create his own language. And so that's part of that, that part of that journey is what we, you know, venture into, into the documentary. Vaya Bobo, um, were those crutches, the, the kind of rounded crutches, were, did they exist or did he help develop them? Did he have to make modifications to those in order to make this work? How, there, well, there was a company called Lumex that actually made them, um, okay. but they they made the rocker bottom, but they also made them so that they were adjustable. They had little you know pegs in them so you could adjust them to size and Bill would destroy those very quickly because, <laughs> because of the ability to uh, adjust, they actually you know were structurally unstable for him. Um, and because then, he's putting so much pressure on them, right? In the, yeah, in I mean, all the moves that he does, I mean, he's putting his full body weight and then sometimes even leaning into like, you know, joints of the crutch to, to stabilize himself as he does like a 360 spin or something. And so eventually he had them custom made out of titanium to, to actually be able to, to hold his weight. And then he, the crutch tips themselves, he went through a lot of different iterations of what would be the perfect crutch tip. And he actually uses a Gates green stripe um, car hose. So he goes to an automotive supply and he, you know, cuts the pieces and he's like done a lot of custom stuff for his crutches. Sashi uh, Cunningham just described uh, the, the creating his own language. This is the thing that is remarkable. We see it in the footage in the film of how he, I mean, you would recognize them as kind of breakdancing moves, but they're, they are certainly unique for him. I mean, to mm -hmm. what he's creating. I, I, I love the idea that he's creating a new language in dance. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that, you know, we weren't even really able to cover in the movie because there was just so much information to get through is uh, when he translated his dance from, you know, regular dance to crutches as Sachi was talking about, um, the physics is inverted because when you dance and skate, you know, as an able-bodied person, all your weight is on your feet. With Bill, when he had to translate everything to crutches, all the weight is up here. Right. His shoulders so your light you know, usually you're heavy on your feet and then light on your shoulders, but he's, you know, heavy on the shoulders and, and light on the feet. So there's like, that was a very difficult trans, you know, translation and no one had ever done that before, not in the way he's done it and certainly not with skating. So he really like, you know, was trailblazing in a way that no one else had ever done. And it, mm -hmm. you know, the documentary, there's so, he does so much that it was hard to even like, be able to give him the props for that the aspect of what he had done yeah that's that is another part of this uh, the the very definition of dance 
he he in some ways is expanding the definition of what what dance is right just in terms of the mm -hmm. physical uh characteristics that he brings to it the use of the body in the way that you just just described it that's pretty remarkable mm -hmm. we thought so <laughs> yeah <laughs> follow him around for 20 years yeah, yeah. well before we go any further i want to remind our listeners that we're talking with uh, Sasha Cunningham and Vaya Bobo. They're the co-directors of the documentary film Crutch, and it is getting its world premiere in, at the uh, Doc NYC Film Festival, virtual film festival, and you go to docnyc.net to have an opportunity to watch this film as well as other documentary films. I think there's something like 75 to 80 feature-length documentaries as well as dozens of short documentary films that will be and many of them will be premiering either world premieres or international premieres or whatever it is and this is one of them a world premiere so please check this out check out crutch but also check out the uh, doc nyc film festival well um you mentioned via bobo all the different uh, elements that you bring into this film and his journey as we as we see him go from that through his teen years trying to figure things out and then as he is a skateboard skate punk and all that but one of the great things about this him as a subject and about this film is he had to earn his way into this it, when he gets into the world of breakdancing sure. but we see in the film no one's cutting anyone slack just because mm -hmm. he's doing what he does on crutches so uh, this that, that's kind of as i was early earlier talking about the steely determination to keep moving forward mm -hmm. and the fact that he was able to win over so much of that world and to for them to truly appreciate what he was doing would you mind talking a little bit about that yeah i mean the in in fact like he got so good at dancing on crutches and makes it look so easy that it, it went all the way to the other spectrum where people thought he was faking they actually thought he was just using the crutches as a gimmick and, and that's actually where that one clip, you know, get rid of those crutches, bleep, you know, um, <laughs> that's, that's good. the guy didn't under, didn't realize that Bill, you know, actually needed the crutches. And, you know, Bill was like, do you know how hard this is? Like, why would anybody waste their time getting this good to dance on crutches if they didn't have to, <laughs> you know, like if you've ever sprained your ankle, if you ever twisted your knee, like your armpits hurt, you know, like it is not easy to, to cruise around on crutches. And so, he was so fluid and just so amazing in his movements that yeah, people just thought he didn't even need them. Which brings up something about him and and the fact that he's dealing with what he's dealing with uh, physically, Sashi. That this constantly uh, moving sliding scale of respectability and acceptance and is he the true artist that you know that's that 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 he's been dealing with right it's, it's sort of a moving target right he wasn't mm -hmm. good enough and then he was too good and mm -hmm. and uh, it, you can't help but think it's about the fact that you can see what he's dealing with that becomes i don't know what it becomes i mean help me out understand why you know the reluctance on the part of people to just appreciate it well, at face value and not try to try to put values one way or the other on it is it well, I think it's because he exists outside of any preconceived um, notions of what a dancer is, what an artist is. He, you know, his whole persona is being and living and thriving outside of those boxes. And so I think that um, 
he wasn't, you know, he, um, in one of the scenes, he's brought breakdancing to the proscenium to the theater and the New York Times um, interview, uh, I'm sorry, the reviewer, she, he gets bad reviews from a woman who usually reviews ballet. So he's like, I want to see Crazy Legs give a review of the ballet. Like he's, he just keeps pushing the boundaries of what you need to understand in order to even like catch up to like the start of where he's going, basically. You know, like you could know something about skateboarding, breakdancing and, and kind of understand some of the um, moves he's making and the, you know, the language he's expressing. But then it's like another one of the characters in the film says, once you catch up to that, he's onto something, something else. And I think that's really where he wants to be. <laughs> I mean, and that, but that is nowhere comfortable for most people because most people need to just codify things and have them in a box and, okay, this is what you're doing, understand. But he won't let you get comfortable, really, I don't think. And I think that's the beauty of what he does. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to add to the point of pushing boundaries, like the time and place that Bill is doing all these things is very early. You know, hip hop hasn't really been accepted and people don't really think of hip hop as being like something that you would bring to the stage, you know. And also it hasn't been codified the way modern dance or ballet has been. So people don't understand the difficulty of the moves that, that dancers are doing. You know, now if you saw, you know, someone do ballet and hip hop, a hybrid thing, like people would be like, oh yeah, you know, of course, you know, <laughs> so it would be accepted now, but at the time and place that he was doing it, it was not, you know. Right. And to take that conversation a little bit further on the continuum of how Bill Shannon's art has evolved, which I, in, in many ways sort of, kicks this documentary into kind of another level of of just how to to track him in order to to keep up with him and and we get we get to see how uh, what a uh, as an artist how he's he is constantly pushing these borders and that is as he takes it to the street as he takes it to the public transportation system as he takes it and that has always been the challenge of art, right? To take it out of the theater, to take it out of the museum and put it in front of people who actually, mm -hmm. then to the, the appreciation. But I love the stuff with him, you know, that out on the street, the, the, the DJ in the bus, and he's out in front of the bus or behind, beside the bus. And they also the stuff with the sort of the, the provocative theater that he puts in front of people. Uh, I, uh, Sasha, you want to talk a, a little bit about that as well? Well, which part? The, oh, the, the how about let's the sort of the that? provocative. I think that's sort of part of mm -hmm. you know putting himself as a disabled person in front of people and kind of mapping that terrain as well, right? Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I think he um, he went through a first stage of his career where he could do the you know incredible dancing that he was doing and and people could kind of forget who he that he had crutches or that he had any sort of disability. Um, that was kind of almost too easy um, because when he wasn't on stage performing as a dancer, he was still a guy walking through the world as someone with this kind of ambiguous disability. And so things would happen to him every day, just in the course of walking to a store, for example, which we animated and you know had a little kind of day in the life for um, what it's like for him to just walk through the world with the crutches he just wanted to communicate that to his audience he saw a beauty in that in the interactions he spontaneous interactions he was having with people you know there was beauty and art to that and things that people could learn from that 
And that's ultimately what we wanted to make sure this documentary communicated is this hidden world of that people with disabilities know and of, of how people come to, with, to any given situation with preconceived ideas of what happened to you and you know why, why are you wearing those crutches? Not everybody, able-bodied people don't usually have to walk in the world with that sort of understanding. And so he wanted to share that perspective and that's where he came with those, you know, window bench traffic and like getting the people on the bus to see him have these spontaneous interactions in public to illustrate that he could be both a high, highly skilled, gifted, physical performer, artist, and at the same time be viewed as someone who needs help and is completely unable to do anything, that both exist at the same time. That's where, that, that, that's all very difficult to understand in, um, in, a, in a, you know, simple performance. So I think that, that was our challenge as, as storytellers was to kind of bring everything that came before that moment so that you could greater, more greatly appreciate what was happening and, and how you, you know, the preconceived notions you bring to every situation around people with disabilities or just any otherness that we carry to any given situation. Yeah, I really appreciate Thanks. that about the film. I really do, because you brought us along. His story brings us along to that point in the film. I want to emphasize to the audience just how visual this film is. I mean, we're talking about it. We're describing things that are going on. But to truly appreciate this film, in you, know, you really have to see it, because uh, you're not only are you seeing what he does as an artist, as a dancer, but you're also seeing the choreography, you're seeing, I feel like he's evolved into a performance artist. Mm-hmm. He's gone from Absolutely. street punk guy or skateboarder, whatever, whenever we use to describe people on skateboards now, to, uh, to a dancer, to someone who took that into the theater and got people sort of used to that idea of it being in the theater, the, the, the street dancing, the hip hop, dancing and and then it became it evolves it continues to evolve he seems like an artist continually searching for other ways to bring art to to us to to anyone who's interested is that Bubba? is that fair is that what he yeah i mean i think you know uh, the the evolution of his performance is is organic in the sense too that you know he faced opposition or from reviews or misunderstanding, let's say, and from the theater shows, right? And he was also doing something which didn't usually naturally exist in the theater. So like, it it was sort of a genius move that he's like, well, I can't get the spontaneity that you want, that I want to show the audience in a theater because as soon as you bring an audience, that which is being observed changes, right? So he's like, let me just take my audience and bring them into the street with me where I can allow all these things to happen. You know, so that's when you get what Sachi was talking about. Like you, he allows the audience to witness the secret world of assumptions that happens like, and, and it happens to everybody, right? Yeah. But especially to crutches that are, are sort of invite conversation, you know, like, because usually they're thought of as a temporary, you know, um, condition, like whatever you had, like, oh, did you sprain your ankle? You know, did you stub your toe? You know, whatever it is, you know, like people will just come up and say, hey, what happened to you? You know, like, which you don't normally do to any other stranger on the street. You know, you're not like, hey man, how come you wore that purple hat? You know, like you don't, <laughs> you don't interact with people like that. For, but for Phil, because they're crutches and because it's usually like, there's a story, you know, behind them, 
people feel a liberty and like, you know, an, an acceptance to just go up and, you know, do that. And so part of his whole phenomenology was really sort of unpack. He, he's like, these things keep on happening to me. Like, and like, they would be burdensome because that happens so much that they become, they would interfere with his life. Right. And so he took his, he took sort of an artist perspective towards them and was like, okay, well, how do I understand them? And the way to first understand them is to like identify them. And he says, okay, this is a projected narrative. This person's making up a story in their head, you know, that has nothing to do with me. Like it's all in their head. Right. And they're like, then throwing it at me, you know, <laughs> and like, this is, you know, he, and he has, you know, a whole litany of different vocabulary that he used to describe all these different things that are invisible and that most people we all ex will experience them to some extent, you know, like a pregnant woman walking into a, you know, uh, a store to buy a bottle of wine for her partner, like we'll get looks and assumptions that, you know, that, that can completely, you know, um, divorce from actual reality. And so for him to bring his audience and actually allow them to witness these things happen in real time is like, you know, that's something that, it would be impossible to catch otherwise because if people see the camera they won't react the same way so it had to be sort of this voyeuristic experience with him and also just the word crutch or crutches right mm -hmm. there's kind of a neuroscience you know thing here where the, it evokes a lot of different variations on interpretation of that right you, you know, drugs are a crutch. You've got to stop, you know, there are, you know, you're whatever it is, you, you, it's, it's what it's in here. And it's, and it's defying those, that expectation of what that means, crutches or crutch in, in, in a lot of different levels. So um, is that Sashi, is it? Yeah, I think this is a, a multi-layered, um, <laughs> this is a very tough nut to crack for us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, there's many layers to Bill's story and his art, and um, yeah. but ultimately we hope it really just people leave the story um, thinking about their own pre pre um, to abandon assumptions is, is yeah. kind of the line from there that we hope people will um, just think twice about the way, the way they're thinking, yeah, you know, about definitely. anybody. Yeah, Bill says it too. Like everybody has their crutches. Some you can see, some you can't. You know. So, right. Right. Yeah. well, and I, I love this the part about him teaching at the at the uh, camp for uh, for children. His own family. We get to know all these different aspects of his his life, and it's terrific, terrific stuff. Well, I want to thank you both for being thank here. You. Thank you, thank you for the film. Uh, I want to once again remind people that the film is called Crutch. It's a world premiere at the Doc NYC Film Festival, virtual film festival, and you can go to docnyc.net to find out more about Crutch as well as many other films. And to both of you, to Sashi Cunningham and Via Bobo, thank you as co-directors. Thank you so very much for being here on Film School Radio. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time and watching. Yeah, appreciating our story. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thank, thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.